Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. The NHL playoffs start tonight, Tony. Do you have hockey fever? Tony Kornheiser, I did. But the swelling went down after I iced my puck. Can I say that? Oh, it sounds I, funny, I, I'm right? I'm not sure. I, I think I, I can I think say that. I think it's funny. Is it naughty yeah, or it funny? it sounds funny. I think um. it's probably naughty, but it sounds funny. Yeah, I said it. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Clippers upset the Suns. Jalen Hurts gets a huge new deal, and the NHL playoffs get underway. But we begin today with the NBA playoffs and a couple of high seeds losing at home and suffering notable injuries. Miami beat the East's number one seed, Milwaukee, as Giannis Antetokounmpo went out with a back injury, and the Lakers beat the West's number two seed, Memphis, as John Morant went out with a hand injury. Wilbon, which of these losses was the bigger deal? John Morant, Tony. Uh, John Morant writhing on the ground in pain like that. His right wrist was already suspect. You know, and he had it wrapped, and he was going into it, sort of admitting that by having it wrapped. And he lands like that. I was just glad that there was no fracture. I was glad that the X-rays came up negative. But they can't win without John Morant. They can't beat the Lakers without John Morant. They had a lead yesterday, and they couldn't beat the Lakers at home without John Morant. And they're not going to. They're not going to game. If John Morant, and I know that last year they were something like 20-5 and five without Morant, Memphis, in the regular season. This, yeah. These are the playoffs. This is the Lakers, who are a much better team, a much better roster, in a much better mood, and much greater chemistry. And Memphis, despite all their talk and all their swagger, they're missing their own guys inside. Um, two bigs, two seven-footers who really anchor that thing. Memphis is in trouble. And John was, sounded like he was holding the pity party in his locker you know, saying basically, woe is me, all the stuff I've been through lately, all the stuff he put himself through lately on and off the court. Yeah. So I, I don't see Memphis doing anything substantive against these Lakers without Ja being Ja Morant in full. So I would say that the correct answer to which is the bigger loss is who is out for the longer period of time or who is less effective when they come back. All things being equal, if you lose onto Tacumpo, that's worse because he's the MVP of the league. You know, you, I don't know how they win without him. But on their side of the draw, Miami lost Tyler Hero to a broken hand, right? A broken shooting hand. In that he's series, He's their third yes. leading scorer, and he was the sixth man of the year a couple of years ago. So maybe, maybe Milwaukee survives that because it's almost like a trade-off. I understand what you're saying about John Moran. I think that Memphis is better without Morant than Milwaukee is without Antetokounmpo. But, Mike, I sat here a week ago and I told you I thought the Lakers were going to win anyway because Morant is playing under a cloud because all these stories about his behaviors have to take a toll, and I don't know how effective he was going to be. I watched three minutes, the last three minutes, specifically the last three minutes of the Lakers game in which they outscored Memphis 100 to nothing. 
Rui Hachimura, 15, and Austin. What's Austin's last name? Austin Reeves. 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 Out, yeah, Austin yeah, they Powers. got 100 points, Mark Jackson, and Memphis got no points. So I wonder how Dylan Brooks feels, saying, let's knock, uh, let's knock LeBron right out of the playoffs early on. <laughs> well, yeah. Dylan Brooks was minus 15, I believe, and LeBron was plus 7. So, Tone, yeah. I answered your question fully about John Morant from my point of view because I think Giannis is going to be back. It's a bruise. Okay. It's a severe one. You fall from that height on your tailbone. I had one of those recently from about 18 inches. I'm still barely walking. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, Giannis tried to play twice. He couldn't walk. Yeah. But I think he'll be in there. And each of those guys has an extra day because their series don't resume until Wednesday. So we'll, okay. we'll see if that helps. Tone, you put the Suns in the finals two months ago when they traded for Kevin Durant. But yesterday, they couldn't beat, even beat the Clippers at home in game one. Kawhi had 38 and significantly played 42 minutes. Russell Westbrook added some of everything for the Clips, who are still without Paul George out injured. On the Sun side, Kevin Durant had 27, but the team's bench was outscored. Get this, 34 to 10. Told you they didn't have any depth. So does this loss shake your previously unshakable confidence in the Suns? My Suns. I didn't put them in the finals. When they got Kevin Durant, I said they were going to win the whole thing. I said they were the best team in basketball. And I will own that. I wish I had the statistic I'm going to quote now before I went out on that limb, which is that Kevin Durant is now 0-7 in his last seven playoff games. 0-7, averaging 30 points. The indication being he cannot by himself lift his team into a victorious circumstance. So right now, Kendrick Perkins looks smart. And I look dumb. You mentioned that bench statistic of 34 to 10. And so I appreciate that. But I also appreciate this, Mike. And you've heard me say this for many years. Game one is the least important, least significant game in a game seven series. You and I have seen 50 teams lose game one and win the series, sometimes in five games. Even if they lose game one at home, which, by the way, four of the eight home teams did over the weekend. Half the league lost at home. So, I mean, what it comes down to is that every team pays a coach and every team allows a coach to look at tape. So now the pressure's on Monty Williams. Let's see what he can do. Let, let's see what he comes up with to change this around. And he's a recent coach of the year. Yeah. yeah. Atone, so, yeah. agreed. Agre- I, I agree with you. But look, and the Suns have some things that don't relate necessarily to any one player but to the whole team. One, they look slow and they looked weak. And Russell Westbrook, who's as old as any of them, on the Suns team, is as old as Westbrook. He just he just bullied his way around the court, as you know Russ can do, and dared yes. anybody to stop him from making defensive plays or grabbing offensive rebounds or stealing the ball or diving on the floor. And the Suns better come up with some energy because they looked like they had no energy. I don't care how great your four, your core four are. If you get beat to the basketball and you don't have strength and you don't play with it and the Suns did not – you will get beat. That bench yeah, you knew was weak. Monty's got to come up with something, Tony. Not down the yeah. line. He's got to come up with something right tomorrow yeah, right. for game two. You're right about game ones. I expect the Suns to win that's game right. two and even a series. And I'm not jumping off yet either. But I man, love how you do this. Russ, Russ took you it. You do this to with he the Bulls all the time. Nobody roots for the Bulls more than you. As soon as they lose, you disassociate. So that no, nobody can say, oh, he's a fanboy. You I love the Suns much more off. than I do. I do. You want the Suns to win more than I do. I do. My yes. Suns. 
Yes, move mine, on. actually. Cactus, Saguaro. Thank you. Right the back there. Philadelphia, Saguaro. Watch out for that jumping thing that bites you as you walk by. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles have just signed quarterback Jalen Hurts to a five-year extension. Hurts will get $255 million, $179.3 million guaranteed. Hurts had a great year. He took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Wilbon, are the Eagles smart to commit to Hurts like this? And what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? Tony, I think so. I think it was smart to have a five-year deal with a 24-, 25-year-old quarterback. I mean, if, if you think that the long-term and long-term in the NFL is like season after next, if you think it doesn't work out, you're going to take your cap hit whenever you take your cap hit if you don't restructure it or do something else with the contract, and then you move on because nobody lasts that long. The last guys who won a Super Bowl for the Eagles was 2017, and both of them were out in two years. So, you know, nothing lasts forever. Lamar Jackson may look at this, I suspect, and think that this is the beginning point for his negotiation. Although we've been told, I know I certainly have been, that the offers that Lamar got far exceeded $130 million in guaranteed money. The thing is, Lamar hasn't been to an NFC Championship game. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl. He's won That's one right. playoff game. As I like to point out, right. one more than Rex Grossman. No, actually less than Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman had to win two to get to the Super Bowl. So I'm not as stuck on the value of Lamar Jackson as others, most every ex-player on this network, but this is a good deal for Philly and Jalen Hurts, it would seem to me. Jalen Hurts was 14-1 and one as a starter for the Eagles. That does not grow on trees. The owner likes him. The coach likes him. The results were there. He produced 35 touchdowns, 22 passing, and 13 running. He was Lamar Jackson. While Lamar Jackson was sitting on the bench in Baltimore because he couldn't get in the game, Jalen Hurts was Lamar Jackson. What does it mean for Lamar Jackson? I have no idea. I have no idea what Odell Beckham signing means for Lamar Jackson. The only idea I have is that Lamar Jackson representing himself seems to want more money than anyone offers, more guaranteed money than anyone offers. That seems to be the most important thing to him is guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. Which is you know, you can get it from the Haslam's, but they gave it to Deshaun Watson instead. So, you know, it just seems to me, Mike, that it lines up against Lamar Jackson. Because could he get $179.3 million? I was told he turned down $180. 180. Because of what? Yeah. 180 yeah. turned it down. So what, yeah. is, well, what exactly does he want? I don't know. So does, Do you know? Does nobody? this reset the market in any way? We don't know if this resets the market. If Lamar looks at this... And says, Aha. He could get that deal. He, he could get yes. that deal. Sounds like he already had it. Guaranteed. Said no it's to a it. a lot of money. Let's yeah. take a break. Coming up, the Warriors lost game one to the Kings, but should they feel encouraged by their performance? And the NHL playoffs begin tonight. Are the Bruins or the Oilers at the center of the more compelling game one? I'm still waiting for someone on Memphis to score. No one scores. So are they. Three. So are they. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We love everyone who watches our show. Even the ones who email us. Let me Mail get the time. first one here. With game two tonight, should the Warriors be encouraged or discouraged after their game one loss to the Kings? Oh, they should be encouraged, Tony. Um, look, it was an even game. You know, and, and, and Wiggins had a three that could have changed the outcome, and he didn't hit it. A, a, a well-designed play after a pass from Klay Thompson. Um, and, you know, they got to figure they're not going to give up 38 again in game two to De'Aaron Fox as they did in game one. Now, I mean, Sabonis had no game one offense. He did have 16 rebounds. And so they're going to get, you know, a better performance from Sabonis on the Sacramento side. But if you're Golden State, you've been through this. Steph Curry has never started a playoff series 0-2. Never. Hadn't started that way. So that's what you'd be suggesting if they're not to be encouraged and I just think this, this series sets up as a long, fascinating, compelling series. Game one, Tony, was offensive basketball at art level to me. I thought it was that rousing, and I can't wait to see more of it tonight. I don't think the Warriors should be encouraged because they lost game one. You know, they lost to a team that hadn't won a playoff game in 17 years. But I don't think they should be discouraged. I mean, I, I just, it's game one. Remember, we talk about this all the time. It's game It's not a decisive game. It's game one of a series. And if I had to bet on anything, I would bet that Sacramento will not be as good in game two as they were in game one. I will bet that De'Aaron Fox does not get 38 points in game two as he got in game one. Did Malik Monk get 32 points? Did I read that correctly? Because I'm going to bet Malik he doesn't get Monk that. Malik Monk was great. He okay, was great I'm going to bet that they don't get that. And when you say Steph Curry has never gone down 0-2, the entire Warriors team has not gone down 0-2 in a playoff series since Steve Kerr became the coach in 2015. And you know how many series there have been? There have been 24 series. It's a lot of series. So at that point, that's why you're not discouraged. You're not discouraged. But that's why you should be encouraged. I'll answer the question since you basically resulted in a push. Semantics. They should be encouraged. my friend. They're going to win. Semantics. More intriguing NHL playoff series that begins tonight. Panthers-Bruins or Kings-Oilers? Tony, I guess Kings-Oilers may have more artistry in it and and may have just more offensive firepower, may. But I'm looking at Boston uh, and playing the Panthers. And the Panthers, while I know I said I'll take the field and you said you'd take the Bruins with their historic season for most wins and most points – Alex Lyon, their, their young goaltender, 6-0-1 to finish the season. Now, he hasn't played in the playoffs. He has no playoff experience. But the backup goaltender, Bobrovsky, has. He's got like 51, 52 games of NHL playoff experience. And they got Matthew Tuchuk, who is the kind of young man who can take over a series. You look to the goaltender first if you're going to upset a team like the Bruins. So I'm going to go with the Bruins and the Panthers series as my top compelling thing to watch tonight. 
That's fine. I mean, the case I would make for the Kings and the Oilers is that the Oilers have tremendous offense. They have three guys who finished in the top nine in scoring. And last year, these two teams played a series, and the Oilers won game six and game seven, two elimination games. So there's probably some bad blood there. But like you, I don't know how you can take your eyes off the Bruins right now. The Bruins set a record for the most wins and a record for the most points. The NHL's been around 105 years. The Boston Bruins just had the best season ever. So you have to watch them. No matter what else you do, you have to have that game on in the corner of the screen, right? And the Panthers, the irony here is that the Panthers last year, did they win the President's Trophy? Did they have the most points in the entire league? And were they eliminated early in the playoffs? Right there. Yeah, so that's round. what you want to see. So as good as anything else is, yeah. you got to watch the Bruins. Enough email. Yeah. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Arch Manning will have to wait his turn at Texas. And the Yankees get some injury news they've heard, you know, before. 36 teams have won the President's Trophy, Tony. Only 11 have reached the finals. Only eight have won. Eight out of 36. Mike, so it's Mike, not looking great it's the historically best for the season. It's the best season in 105 years, Mike. Yeah, it's a long time. It's- Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Happy time, people. Happy 75th birthday, Jeff Petrie. Petrie was the Portland franchise's first ever pick, eighth overall in 1970 out of Princeton. He was a two-time All-Star, co-rookie of the year with Dave Cowens in 1971, and he averaged 21.8 points per game in his six NBA seasons, all with Portland. Petrie later became the longtime general manager of the Sacramento Kings and was twice named Executive of the Year. It was Petrie who brought in Chris Weber and Vlade Divac's and Rick Adelman to coach them. They produced the franchise's first winning season in 16 years in 1999, the first winning season since the franchise moved from Kansas City. Wilbon believes to this day that the Kings were hosed by the refs in the 2002 playoff series with the Lakers. Oh, they were cheated. I know they were. I was there. Uh, Tony, Jeff Petrie, how about this? He didn't play on that Portland championship team in 77 because to get to the championship, he was traded to Atlanta for your one of your faves, Maurice Lucas. And they yeah, won, of course, Lucas. with Walton and Lucas and Twardzik and Gross and Unbelievable. Right. They're a great team. Unbelievable. They're a great team. Great note. Distinguished one year, career. Great team. Happy anniversary, Mickey Mantle. This is posthumous, but on this day 70 years ago, in his third season with the Yankees, Mantle hit a home run that made him a legend. In the fifth inning off Washington Senators starter, Chuck Stobbs. 
Mandel hit a ball off the football scoreboard and completely out of Griffith Stadium. The home run was estimated to have traveled 565 feet. The New York Daily News reported the ball was found in the backyard of a house near the stadium by a 10-year-old boy. Yankee PR director Arthur Patterson rushed outside the park, gave the kid a dollar for the ball, and promised to send him three new autographed baseballs. Patterson based the 565 feet on what the kid told him. That baseball resides in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. I don't know about those numbers, but the longest home run I ever saw hit, I was five years old. Five. The old Comiskey Park, Mickey Mantle on the left side. I think it's the first game I can remember. He hit the ball off the facade of the roof in right field, which no one, including Ruth, ever cleared. And my father just stood up with me on his shoulders. That's the only way I could see it. The first vision I have of baseball in my life is of Mickey Mantle rounding the bases after hitting it off the roof. Good for you. It's a good vision. Happy trails to Arch Manning being the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. Manning was the number one quarterback recruit in the country last year, but Steve Sarkeesian said that Quinn Ewers was his starter after Ewers completed 16 of 23 passes in the Texas spring game. Ewers was the Longhorns starter last year, but didn't have a great season. Manning was the third Longhorns quarterback in the game, was five of 13 for 30 yards and often didn't have much time to throw. Don't count Manning out yet though, there are people who think this might not be the final word. By lining up with you where Sarkeesian may have found a way to ensure Manning is not insanely overhyped all summer. All of that makes sense. This let me put my own editorial comment in. Nothing's more useless than spring football unless it's televised spring football to a whole nation. And these things are local and regional and duh, don't, don't, don't get me started. Well, I won't get you started, but I will say that that being a quarterback from the Manning family, the third generation, that's great. People are interested yeah. in him. We'll get there People are interested around Labor in Day. Okay. We'll get there. We got plenty of time. There's no rush. You're a scold. Let's go to the big finish. Jim Carlos Stanton reportedly out four to six weeks with a grade two hamstring strain. Is that a big deal? Yes, but he's always hurt, always in the DL, and always seems to be the hammy for a guy who's that big and strong and tough and athletic. Shohei gave up one run in two innings before being pulled because of a rain delay. You disappointed? I'm disappointed if he doesn't get the full run as a pitcher. But the Angels won the game, keeping him in the Angels for one more day, and he went two for five. The Celtics, Knicks, and Nuggets all won their series openers. What was most impressive? The Knicks. The Knicks at Cleveland. Come on now. I mean, the other two should have won their games. Denver and the Celtics should win at home as those higher seeds. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Wildcat, won the Heritage in a playoff over Jordan Spieth. Longhorn, your thoughts? See, I watched a lot of this yesterday. They had three playoff holes on 18 each time at Harbortown. And Spieth missed a couple of putts that could have won the tournament. Fitzpatrick hit a 186-yard nine-iron to one yeah. foot on the last Wildcat. time. Wildcat. Fantastic Purple. shot. Last That's one. Right. Nets Sixers game two tonight. Who you got? I've gone on record as picking the Sixers in a sweep. But I'm going to say this game goes to overtime. Philly needs a little OT to get game two and take a big lead in that series. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I hit it on the ground all the time, Mike. Hit it on the ground into the sand. I stink. I can't get the ball in the air. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. Tony, 
You need to learn how to light the beam. It might give you strength. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.